Hello and welcome back to the final episode of the Slip Pivot Sessions Series 1. This is the podcast where we dig, delve and deconstruct the journeys of people who have pivoted their businesses and careers. This season I've talked to some truly amazing people, people that have designed their lives and businesses with purpose and passion. It's been brilliant. One of the key themes that's shown through every interview was resilience and the ability to turn a bad situation into a good one and continue to pivot through uncertainty. And so I wanted to wrap up this season in the same way I started it with a solo coaching episode from me. And this can act as your go-to when you reach a pivot point. It's pretty darn difficult to pivot if you're not in a place of feeling strong. And that's what resilience feels like to me. So today we are going to talk about resilience. We're going to talk about what is resilience and tools to help you build your resilience. And from this episode, I think you can take some elements to build into your personal resilience strategy so that you can bring your A game to whatever you're pivoting towards at the moment. So resilience for me is about making the best more likely and the worst less so. And if the worst happens, like we end up in a global pandemic, um, it's finding about finding ways to make the better outcomes more likely from there. So I see this as believing that there is a gift and opportunity in every situation that's thrown at you. It's about making the best of what you have. So if something goes wrong with your work, you can look at how you can create a better outcome from that situation, believing it's possible to turn it around and there's a new path for you. Now, this is easier said than done. Why is that? Well, because during stress and periods of transition and change, our negative patterns raise their heads. And so if you're experiencing pressure about building your business, managing multiple projects, money, time, comparison to other people, not having enough information or not having enough confidence, it's likely that your inner critic in your head is going to get louder. It's going to say things to you. It might say like work harder or everything you've done is wasted or you're not good enough. Uh, What's the point? Give up. Don't bother might say things like other people are doing this better than you or you don't have the skills, you must have a plan. Sometimes we can get obsessed with having a plan which forces us to procrastinate. Your inner critic might say you must get this right, you can't get it wrong or it might predict you know things are going to go wrong or you might you you're here to save everyone, you must help everyone and that might be to the detriment of yourself. One of the skills that I see in resilient pivoters, it's the ability to be able to notice that inner critic and quieten it because it's trying to sabotage you and it's trying to stop you from moving forward. And you can do something about that and you can you can quieten that voice through practicing resilience. So an important thing to know is resilience is something that you do. Right? It's not something that you have. It's not like somebody's resilient and somebody isn't. It's actually an active choice. You can be resilient and you can bring your A game to pivoting your life, your business, your career at this time. You absolutely can. So to be able to do resilience and to see the opportunities to pivot forward, your head needs to be willing and ready to be creative needs to have empathy for you and others and it needs to be able to kick into action as well. So if your positive brain battery 
is low. You may find it difficult to get into a positive space where you're even willing to be resilient. Like those inner critic voices might be so loud that they're not even giving you the ability to practice resilience. So I'm going to give you some tools today to experiment with and to try that out. And I want to reassure, reassure you that if any of this resonates you know, around that inner critic or not feeling like you can, I want to tell you that this is absolutely normal. You are totally normal um, because it's just the way the human brain is programmed. And I want to tell you that you can do something about it. Um, it's important to remember that in everyone, everyone, even super high performers, resilience fluctuates. Like your ability to be resilient and be positive ebbs and flows, depending on how much you've filled your tank. So if you think of yourself as like an iPhone battery, are you running at 90% charge or are you getting warning no notifications that your battery is too low? You know, are you literally charging your phone with like 3% and then making a phone call and draining it again? Is that how you're operating on a day-to-day -day basis with your tasks? So just like an iPhone, or any phone, um, we've got to charge up that battery so it's got enough juice to be able to do everything that you want each day. Some things as well will drain your battery more than others. Like for example, if you were to do a Zoom video call on your iPhone, which would take, it would take up a lot of battery life versus sending a text message, which would only use up a little bit. So when you're, when you're dealing with change, and dealing with new challenges or trying to step out of your comfort zone, um, do something you've not done before, um, it can drain a lot more of your battery as it takes more energy. So when we are pivoting towards bigger, better businesses or designing a life that works for you, we want to kind of charge ourselves up as much as possible because you are gonna be experiencing new things and new things that you've not done before which are gonna drain your battery. So just think about like what's, what's taking your energy and how much charge you're gonna to need to be able to fulfill those tasks. And remembering that we all at some point feel overwhelmed, we feel empty, we feel lonely, we feel panicked. Um, and that is human nature. Like it's, it's your brain trying, to, trying its best to keep you safe. And the biggest thing to, to notice is that, you know, it's normal that your brain doesn't want you to do things that you haven't done before. It's normal that your brain says, don't step out of your comfort zone. When we accept that and we know that that's what's going on, then we can make the choice to do something about it. So it's your choice to do resilience and to bring your A game. Whenever you face a difficult situation, think of resilience as something that you do rather than you have. I want to share a system with you um, written by Chris Johnston who wrote a book called Resilience and he talks about it like a traffic light colour system to be able to identify the challenges that you might be facing and this can kind of help us work out how much tank or how much battery we need how much battery charge we need in order to fulfill these challenges so he's got three colours in the traffic lights green orange and red and we can talk about those. So the green zone challenges that you might experience. So green zone challenges are easy. They're in your comfort zone. You have lots of capacity to be able to do these things. You have all the capability of doing these things. Not much is new in doing a green zone challenge. A green zone challenge is not very difficult. 
Um, a green zone challenge might include something like writing an email to people that you know really well or repeating a project that you've done before or going to a familiar place or a familiar type of meeting. Or in the home, it might be something simple like folding the washing and loading the dishwasher. It's kind of stuff that you do all the time. It's easy, you know how. If you think about, you know, what are the things in your life at the moment that are in the green zone, you can kind of do them on repeat. It's fine. You don't need too much charge and able to tackle these challenges. But then you might have orange zone challenges. So an orange zone challenge gives you a growth edge. They're a stretch outside your comfort zone. You have some capacity to do these things, but you may need to expand your learning and build on what you've already done before. So some elements may be new to you, but not everything. An orange zone challenge, that's kind of like moderately difficult. Orange zone challenges may include things like delivering a familiar presentation to a group of new people or going to an event and introducing yourself to a stranger. Um, or in the home, it might be adjusting to a new routine or a work pattern that you're not familiar with. So there's stuff that's new, but there's stuff that's also you've done before. So you're stretching yourself and this is a stretch outside of your comfort zone. And then there may be red zone challenges. So red zone challenges can send you over the edge. They are so stretched and out of your comfort zone that you feel panic, you feel overwhelmed, you feel a significant threat or fear. And so your capacity to deal with this challenge, a red zone challenge, is low. You are questioning your capability. You will have to learn lots of new things to do this. And a red zone challenge can have a steep learning curve and can feel very difficult because you haven't done it before or you're quite overwhelmed thinking about it. And red zone challenges can include, you know, starting a really big new project in a new area. It might be adjusting to a global pandemic. Do you remember when that happened? And that was all completely new. And so your business and your career was thrown into pivoting into new spaces. Those things can, can send us into the red zone. And so thinking about at the moment, like where, where, what kind of challenges are going on for you? And you can think about like how you feel about them. So in a green zone challenge, you'll feel steady. You'll feel this is fine. I can do this. An orange zone challenge, you may feel on edge. This could be in a positive or a negative way. So you might be like excited, motivated or feeling fear. You're on alert with an orange zone challenge. And the red zone, you're, you may be having a big wobble. This could be showing up in different ways for you. So it could be tears, it could be overwhelm, panic, anger, procrastination, anxiety. I've been in all of those zones um, over the past couple of months. And when I really notice where I am, it knows, I know I need to be filling up my battery. So have a think about what zones you may have experienced recently on your projects at work and at home. And I know that when we are pivoting, we're most likely to be in red and orange because we're doing new things. If you're finding yourself mostly in red, you may want to look at reducing some of that difficulty to get into the orange zone to feel less panic. And this is where resilience comes in. So moving away from feeling the panic, overwhelm and negative emotion to be able to charge our batteries, to be able to see challenges differently, make adjustments to goals so that they feel smaller and doable or get practical and adjust priorities to adapt and get good at change. I'm going to talk to you about 10 habits 
of resilient pivoters. So I've put these together from the coaching that I do with people and from the interviews I've been doing on the podcast. And some may resonate, some you may already be doing, and some you may have tried and stopped. So maybe this is a reminder to you. So let me know what feels good for you. And all these tips help to prime your brain to see more positively and to think more clearly. So these 10 tips are going to help you bring your A game to your pivot. Whether you're in green, orange or red zone challenges, these can really help support you in moving forward and feeling less panicked and more resilient. So tip number one is daily positive reflection. I call this a slick pivot high five. If anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll see I do this every Friday. But to celebrate daily, daily positivity, it's proven by top positive psychologists and neuroscientists that you've got to celebrate your wins. It's sometimes referred to as practicing gratitude. If you do this, I am throwing you a high five now. If you don't, try this every day for six weeks and tell me it doesn't drive your pivot forward. So here's what you do. There's three journal prompts. It doesn't need to be much more complicated than this. And you can do it in a journal or I actually do it on my iPhone in my notes section. I've got one page where I top it up every single night. And so the questions are, what three things went well today and why? And then you ask, what three things am I grateful for and why? And then you ask, what three things would I like to go well tomorrow and why? Okay, and so you can pause that and write those down. If you follow this, it's going to help program your brain into more positivity. And because of the way our evolutionary brain is programmed, it actually takes three positives to outweigh a negative. So if you hear or experience something negative, you need to hear or experience three positive things to get balanced again. And this exercise helps you build positive evidence of the things that are going well for you, you actively find them and bring them to the surface. And so this exercise will help you pivot faster, I promise you. And do not, do not underestimate the tiny bits of progress you are making and they are all add up. So let's start adding them up. Add them up daily. So do your slip pivot high fives, do your daily positive re reflection and ask yourself those three questions. So my second tip is believe in abundance rather than scarcity. So whether you are running a business, a household or in the job market, to be resilient and bring your A game, you believe in abundance, believe there's enough to go around rather than scarcity. So when you come from a place of believing in scarcity, you're coming from believing in lack, in less. And that belief is driven by fear. And so when we choose to believe that there is enough to go around and there's enough for everyone, you will attract more of what you want towards you. There's quite a lot of kind of psychology around this, um, which I'm not going to go deep into, but I just want you to land that for a moment. What if you were to believe there is enough for everyone to go around? There is enough time. There is enough money in the world. There are enough customers. There are enough companies for everyone. There are enough opportunities. And what if you were to think, I have enough resources and I have enough strength? Really, really let those sit. Because when we believe in abundance over scarcity, you will then start seeing more of those opportunities. 
My tip number three is pour in the joy, right? So whether you are feeling like you're in your green zone or whether you're in the orange kind of stretchy zone or if you're in the red panic zone, um, pouring in the joy is going to help you feel more positive, in more control and more resilient. Why? Because joyful things activate endorphins in your brain and that's key to thinking clearly, getting good at change. So give yourself a break often. Have some fun whatever fun means to you, um, have some fun. Um, make sure you integrate movement into your day. When was the last time you properly moved and got your, bl your blood pumping around your body? That's going to activate endorphins in your brain and make you really feel good. Um, smile. So do it now. Like let your mouth smile. Have a big grin, right? It will shift your state. You can trick your brain into no thinking that you're happy by just changing the muscles on your face. So I want you to smile with me now. And, um, and laughter, right? Take a moment to laugh today. Be silly. Tickle your kids if you've got some. Um, tickle them for no reason. Tickle your partner. Tickle yourself, whatever. So, you know, tune into a comedy podcast and really listen to it. Like, don't daydream. Like, tune into the jokes. Allow yourself to laugh. It's really going to support your brain and your mind into seeing better opportunities for you when you when you do come to do the project or the thing that you're trying to achieve. Space, find joy in space, find an open space and breathe into nature, flowers, the ocean, look at the clouds, like really see the beauty in the world wherever you live. There is beauty near you. There's beauty wherever you're listening to this podcast. Like have a look around the room, look at the colours, like really tune into what's pretty, what's what's beautiful around you. Music, right? I'm a, I'm a big music fan and sometimes I forget to listen to music and I forget the feeling that hearing a beat kind of makes me just just feel really really good so this is a reminder to you like play your favorite tune full blast dance in your kitchen put the stereo on when you get in the car like pour some music into your brain pour some music into your body like let yourself be entertained and switch off from everything else for a little while um water right water 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 just like a plant you need water you need water to operate right drink it <laughs> drink some water um it's gonna make you feel good um and beauty spotting i kind of mentioned that but spot the beautiful things around you that you're beautiful just pour in the joy really allow yourself give yourself permission to pour in the joy today and every day my next tip is to build on that one is eliminate the poison, right? Just like you put healthy food into your body to keep it healthy, to help bring your A game and to be resilient, I, I encourage you to eliminate any poison going into your mind. So think of this as like managing the toxic input because we want to we wanna have joyful input, not a toxic input. So think about people. There might be people in your universe that feel quite toxic, pouring that into your head. You don't want that. So if there are people in your uh, immediate life or even on social media, if, if, it, if anything feels toxic, you know, you can put up a guard there. You can unfollow. You can um, choose to hang out with different people. But just notice that toxic input that might be coming from people. Notice it also from media. So 
I, <laughs> I people that know me well know that I don't really watch the news. I do tune in when there's key things to know. Um, but really, really pouring your mind with constant streams of news or social media or negativity will affect you. And so choose to consume certain information that's relevant and that you need in order to keep going. But I recommend like just really, really tuning into um, noticing what in media you are consuming. You know, you could switch the news up for a different, uh, for a book, an inspiring book. I recommend Atomic Habits by um, James Clear. Brilliant book far more interesting and um, going to get you much further than consuming loads and loads of opinions from other people on the news. The other thing that, you know, you could see as being poison is booze. I mean, I'm not, I'm not teetotal, but I definitely notice when, um, when I put alcohol into my body, how that affects my mood and my resilience the next day and the ability to think more clearly and more positively. Um, so just notice what you're putting in, you know, what, what you're putting into your mind and what you're putting into your body to be resilient. You want to be putting, managing that toxic input and pouring in the good stuff. The next tip is build a support team. So you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Okay, the five people you spend the most time with, you're going to absorb what they're like, their habits, their motivation, their inspiration. So the people that are surrounded, you are surrounded by will rub off, rub off on you. The people that you're surrounded by will rub off on you. So are you surrounding yourself with positive energy and people that can bring you up or are you are you uh looking to bring more people into your life bring people closer so that you can create curate more of a positive space so think about your friends think about your colleagues think about the people that you're hanging with all the time think about your neighbors think about your family like who who's bringing you joy who's on your side who's who's like on your speed dial to support you and it's going to bring you up just really notice those people and and celebrate them and thank them, you know, nurture those relationships, send them a little text saying hi, um, make them know that you care about them and um, really spread that love to them in order to, to receive the support back as well. Um, and also don't be af afraid of investing in a coach or an entrepreneurial community or a mastermind. Successful, resilient people find time to dedicate to their own personal development, their well-being, reflection and goals. And if you want to bring your A-game, there's nothing wrong with getting some support from an external neutral person that can be your cheerleader, your champion, your sounding board in order to help you like think through the next stage and get some clarity and confidence around your next move. Most successful people have multiple, multiple mentors and coaches throughout their lives that serve different needs. And um, I'd highly recommend like thinking about who is on your support team, who's on your speed dial, who's helping you through this pivot. The next tip, it's an obvious one, but it's mindfulness. <laughs> and so resilient people, people that bring their A game, they take time to spend in the quiet. They find mindful moments for being present in the body and being still. And when you take time to notice your body and what's going on around you and what you can hear, like what can you hear right now? Are there any sounds really far away that you hadn't noticed before? 
just take some time to be in the quiet. It quiet it quiet quietens your mind chatter and brings you back to flow and thinking more clearly. And it's proven that mindfulness calms down that stressful part of our brain and um, it allows you to be less reactive to stresses and to recover better from stress when we experience it. So explore explore taking some time in the quiet explore mindfulness it's a lot of one of the things that I really really recommend to any anyone that I'm working with in terms of their pivot is to is to work on having that daily quietness and it's fine if you if you you know if your brain does still talk to you but just taking some time out really really helps my next tip is have a growth mindset so what's a growth mindset well, a fixed mindset would would be you saying, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that, I've tried before, I can't, I'm not willing. And a growth mindset would flip that and say, well, actually, I can't yet. I can't yet, it's a curiosity and desire to learn and believing that, you know, a beginner is a winner. And when you have a challenge, a challenge is an opportunity for you to get smarter. It's to learn more, to expand. And if you're feeling like unconfident about something, know that confidence is actually a result of competence. So when you do something, you're going to get confident. You can't just magic confidence in something that you haven't tried before. So if you go into something and you experience as a beginner, as a newbie, um, with that not having to be perfect and try and experience it and run an experiment, you're going to learn and you're going to get good. So having a growth mindset allows you to actually be experimental and learn and in the result will be grow your confidence. So remind yourself of your skill set, remind yourself of your superpowers, tune into those, find the evidence um, and start moving forward with a growth mindset. My next tip is resilient pivoters or people that bring their A game. They observe and they tweak the train of thought in their head. So as I talked about with the inner critic things at the beginning, that little voice in your head that says, oh, I can't do this or you're a bit rubbish or oh, don't bother. That's a bit scary. Um, to be resilient is to notice, notice that train of thought and their effect on you. And then like making an active choice to switch tracks. So imagine like the thought as being like a train on a track and you might be thinking, okay, you're such an, you're such an idiot. And if you follow that thought, you know, you tend to feel like less confident and then you might behave differently. You might avoid a future challenge. So what I'm, I'd like you to think about is, okay, notice that train on the track. If I, if I continue to think, oh, I'm an idiot, then where's that going to lead me versus noticing you've thought, oh, I've just heard a voice say, you're an idiot. You can say, stop. Thanks, brain. This is not true. You know, I choose another thought track. And so you might switch it up and say, you know, I'm a confident, articulate individual and reframe it and, and say out loud um, what you want that new train of thought to be. So you can actively adjust your trains of thought regularly because those thoughts are not going to stop coming. They come for everyone. You are normal if you hear things like that, but the ability to notice and re readjust the train track to a different train of thought is you doing resilience. My next tip is to connect with your life vision and values, like what is really important to you. So knowing what is really important to you and keeping that front of mind will guide you in the right direction and know why you're doing stuff. So 
in with my coaching clients, I really help people tune into this. But two questions I can ask you here are, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, when you're, imagine yourself as like an old person sitting on a bench in your later years and looking back, what do you want to be proud of? What do you want your legacy in this world to be? And then what five or six things are most important to you in the world? Like to make you function as a human and to, what do you really, really believe in? Just notice what those are and they're your values. And um, if you're not living in alignment with your values, that's when you start to feel tension. So it's good to just notice what your values are and then to think about how can I increase this in my day? How can I make sure that I'm living my family value more or my value for movement? Um, how could I bring that more into my day? So noticing what they are is gonna, and writing them down is going to really help you with your resilience and bringing your A game to your pivot. And my final tip for resilience and... Um, what I really notice in resilient pivoters is people that try more than once. Okay, don't be a one-hit wonder. Um, continue to experiment despite a knockback. Whatever happens, know that you can try more than once because the first time is just a learning experience. And so what we do is we experiment, we try something, we gather the data, and then we go again. So... If somebody gives you a not like, like you don't get the job interview or um, uh, you ask to work, you know, you don't get a client or something like that, you know, you could say, um, well, do you know anybody else that might be interested in this if it's a client that doesn't want to work with you? You could say, could you recommend somebody else that might value my services? Or if it's an interview situation, you know, can I have some feedback? What's, what could I learn from this? And ask for that feedback and gather it and move it, move it forward. And so that's my 10 tips on building resilience. And so the more your tank is filled, your iPhone battery is charged up with these things, the bigger challenges you can take on from the orange zone. And you'll be able to then, if you're in the red zone, if you're in panic and overwhelm, connecting with these 10 things can really help you kind of pull yourself back. And that's my top 10 tips on building your resilience to bring your A game and get good at change. Remember, the more your tank is filled or your iPhone battery is charged up with these things, the bigger challenges you can take on from the orange zone. And you'll gain more strength to reframe red zone challenges to be more achievable with less panic and overwhelm. You may be thinking, oh Liz, but these are basics. I challenge that thinking and say, these things are your foundation, your foundation to steady your ship. And so it can be stronger to handle choppy waters. And so you can only pivot from a place of strength. Whatever strength you've got, you can keep on building that. You can keep on choosing to be resilient and building on top. Choose to look after you and integrate these resilient practices into your life and your work will flow with more ease. You will have more strength to take the next step, to grow to the next level and to learn and go again. So what do you commit to doing today? Set your intention to do resilience for yourself today. It's your choice. Make your choice. And that brings us to the end of series one of the Slip Pivot Sessions. What a series. I have loved it. There are 11 brilliant conversations with pivoters that I've brought you in this season. There are lessons and learnings in every episode in this series. 
Each person shares their formula for making a pivot in life, business and career. So we heard from psychologist Susie Redding on how she pivoted to become a published author and an expert in the self-care space. Check out Susie in episode one. And I talked to Jenny from The Marshmallowist about how she pivoted from speech writing for MPs. She worked in Parliament and now is running an online gourmet marshmallow business that's featured in Harrods and Harvey Nichols. She's in episode two and talks about confidence and kind of stepping into your new pivot space. Um, Really, really inspirational. Ashley Perret, she was an ex-HR manager and she shared her vulnerable pivot story of how a painful exit in a corporate business and then how she rebuilt herself to become a negotiation expert. Her episode is full of gold on getting paid your worth, working out what's next and having faith in the future. I also got the chance to interview the amazing Emma Gannon. She popped on for episode 10 and helped break down the launch of her lockdown project, the Multi-Hyphen Book Club. Again, we talk about doing things quickly and she shares how she managed to get her project, her idea online within hours of it coming in. Um, then Matt, Matthew Healy, the MasterChef finalist, talks about how how he went from selling ovens, basically being a sales guy, to owning three restaurants. He also brought us a bonus interview about what happened when his restaurant was forced to close during COVID-19. Super powerful and loads and loads of fun, that interview. And then Joe Sayers, who is an ex-Yorkshire opening batsman cricketer, shares how he pivoted from an amazing cricket career to go into investment banking. And Joe talks about how he started from scratch and how he had to drop his ego to start a new career completely from the bottom. And then we can't forget Lucy Werner's interview full of wisdom about how to build a business around your family and continue to pivot pivot the business as the family evolves and changes. She's got loads of tips in that interview around hyping yourself and building your personal brand too. So dive back into any that you've missed and I am preparing series two for you now. It will be coming to you this summer and I'll be bringing you more conversations with empowering pivoters and experts to get you good at change. Make sure you stay subscribed so you get season two when it drops. It has been a pleasure, guys, and I'm wishing you all the best until series two. You've been listening to the Slick Pivot Sessions with me, Liz Ward, the podcast for life's achievers and believers. I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed making this podcast. Please take a moment, if you haven't already, to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This really, really helps me grow the podcast and keep bringing you amazing guests. The show notes have all the links and references from today's session. And if you want to get in touch with me, find out more about my coaching programs, you can follow me on Instagram I'm at, at Slick Pivot, where you can sign up for my newsletter, Slick Pivot Sunday, for your weekly dose of pivot inspiration. Go to slickpivot.com. Until next season, stay nimble and remember no pivot is ever slick.